this is why instead of thinking I have to gobble everything up, I got to do everything and just like check some boxes and move forward from there, from the beginning, y'all, from the beginning. Hello, hello. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3x your productivity, hone your passions into grant-funded projects, and create the career you worked so hard to achieve. If you have been to every career development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face, if you are working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first, if you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects you care most about, I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help early career women of color faculty in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. And that is why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, my six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving early career women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure grant funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good, so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. We teach you productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you to build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to make the first step. If you're ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to book a coaching consult call today by visiting kemidole.com backslash grant. After you book your call, you will complete an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that you just don't have what it takes. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus 
to up-level your experience and your impact. Book a coaching consult today to get your career foundation score. Visit kemidole.com backslash grant to book your call. Hey y'all. Okay. So again, apologies in advance for the audio. Uh, we got another drive time message coming to you from myself. <laughs> so I want to talk about grant strategy and how it's so easy to keep using kind of like an old model as you move along in your career and how it can be detrimental. Okay. So this is kind of tailored towards those folks like on the grant game, trying to write, get funding, but I think potentially the lessons are more widely applicable. So I really understand when we start out, like oftentimes this is people in early career, but it could be later on, just depending on how your career has gone, where you really want to get that first grant. You want to show that you can get funded. You want to demonstrate that currency. Like I can do this. I can write and people will give me money to do my ideas. I definitely remember that phase. I was very much in it, maybe a little early. I don't know. You know, when I was in fellowship, what happened with me is that I was in my clinical fellowship, really wanted to get a master's in clinical research and epi, really wanted to be able to do some kind of novel research, meaning that like research that wasn't already happening in the clinical division that I was in. And so it was one of those things where it was fueled 100% by necessity. It was like, okay, if you wanted, if you want to get this, this two year graduate degree, if you want to fund these prospective studies that you are proposing, like you need to go find money. Like that's, that's what you need to do. Like there's no lab that you're joining. There's nothing like that. And so it was really born out of necessity that my first several grants were written to fund my work, you know? And even, you know, to fund my salary, like, yes, you can go do this research, but you got to find where your salary is coming from. We're not paying your salary. So that's not to be detrimental at all. It's just to be honest that, like, my first experience with having to go out and, like, get grant funding and know that, like, if I did not get this grant funding, these ideas were not going to happen my first experience of that was really in fellowship. And so I remember that intense pressure. And I remember feeling like this has to work. Like there's no plan B. <laughs> like plan B is plan A, you know, that's the pressure. And so when you're in that pressure cooker, it's a double-edged sword. Because here's the thing. On the one hand, it is a lot of pressure. It is like, oh my gosh, if this doesn't happen... I'm not going to be able to fulfill this dream I have. I'm not going to be able to do this work. Like I'm here for a reason. It's a really, it just, it's just, it can be a lot of pressure and tension knowing that and simultaneously knowing that you cannot have a hundred percent control period. Like you could write the best, perfect, most amazing grant and Everybody you send it to could tell you it's amazing. It'll definitely, you know, get it. And then you still might not get it. So there is like, it's this simultaneous, you really want to work hard and you know that you don't have complete control. And that is difficult. That's very difficult pressure to live under for a long period of time, right? Because then writing grants takes weeks and months, right? So then it's also like ongoing intense pressure that you're managing. On the other hand, on the other hand, when it's your only option, <laughs> like it was for me, right? When it's like, I don't, there is no plan B. It's also fuel because what you're willing to do, right? Like what you're willing to do to shoot your best shot 
is like anything, right? Like it's, it's almost like I got nothing to lose. I got nothing to lose here. I mean, this is either going to work or not work and I'm going to leave it all on the court, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can think of. And I have to tell you for me that translated into like, I don't care if I don't look like I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't care how dumb I sound if I had to go into meetings and be like, I don't know what these words like even mean that you're throwing around these terms. I just know the work I want to do. I know why it's valuable. I want to put some constructs around it. Like I want it to be rigorous. And so I'm willing to meet with whoever and email whoever and, you know, have frustrating meetings and all of that, because like, this is the only way I'm going to get where I want to go. Okay. And so let's just acknowledge that like, there's both sides to that pressure. On the one hand, it can feel debilitating. On the other hand, it can be very motivating. That is initially how things can feel when you're first, you know, searching for those first few funding grant opportunities. And it's also, it's also how the vulnerability to keep going for everything, the vulnerability to keep saying yes to all the different opportunities, quote unquote, why that vulnerability is so powerful, why it's so strong. Because at some level, we're all trying to play this game of like the stability and knowing that you can do your work and knowing that you're funded and all of that stuff. So that vulnerability to feeling like I've got to take on these opportunities that come even when they're not really aligned with the work I want to do, even when they're not really aligned with my values, even when they're not really aligned with the kind of people I do or do not want in my professional sphere, right? We still feel this pressure of having to say yes or having to go for this grant mechanism that's like not really the right one or having to respond to this RFA or whatever because of that, you know, that kind of ongoing nebulous threat of not being funded. So I want to acknowledge like it's very powerful and there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with us with being at the mercy of that, with feeling that palpably, right? What I can tell you though, (laughs) the issue is that Part of what drives that is that we think that that will go away. We think that that will lessen once we get funded. We think like, okay, then I'm going to get funded. I'm going to get the K award or I've been in the K world. I'm going to prove I can get an R level grant. I'm going to prove I can get an independent investigator award. And then this pressure will go away. Right. And then I can just like pull back and focus and then only focus on what I want to do. And the problem is we think that it's going to work like that. And there's two reasons why it doesn't. And this is really what I want to clarify today, right? There's two reasons why it doesn't. One of the reasons is that if we wait, if we wait till after we get the quote unquote stability funding, if we wait till after that point, right, to stop with this behavior of, kind of jumping on anything, being a co-I on everything, saying yes to every potential possible funding mechanism this way and that way. We wait till after we get, quote unquote, the big one, whatever that is with the level that you are. You then go into that research. You go in to that 
grant funding with all this extra baggage of stuff you don't need. You don't need. And so you go in like so excited, ready to like start and showcase what you can do. Finally, the money's in. I got the check mark. And instead of being able to focus on that thing and give it your best, you realize very quickly, very quickly, you realize, wait, I have all of this extraneous noise. I've got this 10% co-I thing over here. I've got this thing over here. I joined this committee over here. I did this thing over here all to try, you know, all in this, this place of vulnerability. But now I've got all of this baggage. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then the feeling of realizing okay, you know, you shifted from a place of, oh, I don't have what it takes. Like I have to prove myself to now you've got the grant, you're funded and you shift to like, oh my gosh, can I do this? Well, can I execute this effectively? Do I have the time to do so? Am I back on nights and weekends again? You know, am I going to be able to devote my attention the way I'm supposed to? Are things going to fall through the cracks? This idea I have of being like crazy rigorous and like every detail and making sure everything executes well is not looking like what I thought because my schedule is packed with miscellaneous crap, right? That I felt like I had to say yes to. So that's one of the reasons why it's like when you get funded, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, I'm just like pulling back and I'm aligned with exactly what I want to do. So that's one reason because it's too late. It's too late to wait until after the big one, quote unquote, comes through because you got a lot of baggage behind you, right? Here's the second reason. The second reason why, after getting funded, we have this lie like, okay, all of this will get better. I won't feel the same pressure, et cetera, is that, first of all, the opportunities, these things, they continue. They don't go away. Because of how powerful that vulnerability, like because of the place where it's born, right? This constant threat of being supported, being funded, this constant feeling of I might miss out, et cetera. Because of how powerful of a place that's born into, what you also, what happens a lot, it might not happen to you, but it happens to a lot of us, is that after you get funded, yeah, potentially the opportunities that you would have taken when you weren't funded seem less appealing and you're like, oh, okay, I don't need this. But because you've leveled up and now you're funded, there's a whole nother level. There's a whole nother slew of opportunities quote unquote, that are coming your way. There's a whole nother level now of people saying, oh, can you be a co-I on this? Can you do this? Can you contribute here? Can you be a consultant there? So it doesn't go away. And it's actually even harder because one, these requests can come with a different level of prestige, right? So now (laughs) you're saying yes again, because you realize, ooh, now I'm at this higher level. Look at these opportunities. Interestingly enough, the same tape, the same old thought tape about well, I need to get on this to secure X or I need to join this cooperative group trial to be good with in good with these people. I need to whatever, 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 whatever. Y'all, it just changed. The words change, you know, the specifics change, but the underlying push, the underlying pressure is exactly the same. I need to do X or I'm going to lose something. I'm going to lose ground. I'm going to lose footing. I'm going to lose entry. I'm going to lose access. So that's the other reason why the pressure doesn't go away, right? And that is why I'm bringing, I'm trying to bring this really to light about grant strategy and approach. Because when you recognize 
that this approach of trying to just go for everything and anything, whether it aligns or doesn't align with the work that you're trying to do, the people that you want to work with or the values that you have in executing your work. I want you to realize now that that is a self-defeating strategy. It's self-defeating because you bulk up and you fill your schedule with things that are not aligned to your best strengths. When you do that, you spend extra energy doing and executing on those things. So you are less efficient with what you could be getting done. It's a self-defeating strategy because the underlying root of it actually isn't about I have proved myself, so now I don't have to do X anymore. The underlying root of it is your internal definition of what enough is. Your internal definition of what security is. Your internal definition of what stability looks like. And so as long as that is always based on looking around and seeing what boxes that you have to check, there will always be a new criteria. And you will find yourself over and over again in the same situation. How do I have all these things on my plate? How can I get back to only doing what I want? How can I cut away all the noise, all the drama? And you look back and you realize, wow, okay, I thought that this was a problem of not being funded. I thought that this was a problem of being on a career development award but not being independent yet. And then now I'm independent. Like, now what's the next level? Like, right? Oh, it's only one RO1. Maybe it's when I get two RO1s. This is why we have to switch tactics. This is why instead of thinking I have to gobble everything up, I got to do everything and just like check some boxes and move forward from there, from the beginning, y'all, from the beginning and wherever you happen to be, (laughs) if you're ready for a pivot from the beginning, we have to actually do the work to clarify the value, the ideas that we have to offer, to do the work to understand how those match up with structural needs return on investment, all of those things. Be able to really clarify the toolbox that we're working for with, excuse me, the toolbox that we're working with so that when opportunities come online, we are molding the opportunities to fit what we already want to do instead of molding ourselves to fit the opportunity. And that is a skill. It's a skill that takes practice. And the earlier you start to do it, the earlier you recognize that what doesn't change is your fidelity to the work that you want to do. That doesn't change. The skill is in learning how to move through, to optimize, to seize opportunities, to set your terms so that you can avail yourself to the resources to get what you want to get done. And that is highly, highly relevant to how you apply for grants, how you interpret RFAs, how you respond, what you go for, what teams you join, when you're a co-I, whether you're a consultant, whether you say yes to the committee, all of that, all of it comes back to that. And what I want all of us to be able to do, all of us, regardless of where you are, I want you to be able to start with what matters most to you and move out from there instead of starting with what you perceive you have to do, what you must do, and then leaving what you love and what you want to do last.
All right, y'all. That's it for today. I hope you have a great week. Y'all know where to find me. You can come find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Kemi Dole, K-E-M-I-D-O-L-L. If you'd like to dig in deeper and you're a woman of color in academic medicine, hit me up on my website. You can click there to either join my waitlist or book a coaching consult call. And finally, if for some reason, some odd, strange reason, you are not yet signed up for your girl's newsletter, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Hit the link in any of my bios and go ahead and jump on the newsletter and we'll be in touch that way. Okay, have a great, great, great week. Start with yourselves. Move on from there. Take care, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.